I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, one practice of training camp is in the books as we record this episode. And I want to start this one sort of picking up where we left off on our last episode because two major topics that we talked about heading into training camp were with regard to the fact that David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins would not be practicing on the offensive line and that Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins would also not be starting to practice just yet at the wide receiver position. We were wondering what would be happening with those two position groups. And the early answer is that on the offensive line, Jake Hansen is running with the ones as the starting right guard for now. And at wide receiver, Jawan Winfrey was in the huddle with the starters for a considerable amount of the uh, first team reps in the first practice. So start wherever you'd like. I'll toss it over to you to get your thoughts on those early developments here in camp. Well, we'll start with the offensive line because I think there's a lot of different ways you and I can go with the, the receivers here in a moment. But the Jake Hansen thing is interesting because the Packers have had six weeks to think about this. We saw the alignment during the offseason program. Most of it was Yash Nyman at left tackle and Cole Van Landen, the six-round pick from two years ago, over at right tackle. They made that adjustment. Now Royce Newman is bumping out to right tackle. The conversation you and I had earlier this week about where you slot him. Right. But Jake Hansen's the first one up. Now, that doesn't surprise me in terms of the rookies. Typically, they're not going to push them into that spot. But this is a million-dollar opportunity for Jake Hansen. No, because no question about this it. This is a guy that was basically a four-year starter at center for Oregon. He has that hip-type injury, whatever it was, his rookie season. He doesn't make the roster. He's on the practice squad all season. He has the operation. It was on the 53 all last year. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And he's kind of – sort. he's like been the opposite of, of Lucas Patrick in a way, and where Lucas was a guard at Duke and they transitioned him to being a center – Hanson's had to do more and more guard the last two years. So the Packers need that type of player. They need a guy that can be an interior potential starter, but also give them some flexibility as a backup to Josh Myers, who missed 11 games last year. You never know when you're going to need to call upon that person. Zach Tom was moving around at left tackle. He played some guard. I, you know, it really seemed like the focus there was with Sean Ryan at, at right guard. So 
they're going to allow these young guys to, to sort of develop and come along. But from right out of the gate, Jake Hansen's getting that chance there to, to run with the first team unit. Yeah, and just to clarify, that first team unit on the offensive line left to right was Yash Nyman, John Runyon, Josh Myers in the middle, then Jake Hansen and Royce Newman on the right side. And also Hansen working as the center yes. with the number two unit. So when you talk about an opportunity for a guy to uh, um, to not only make the roster at, at a very crowded position when everybody's healthy, um, but to potentially you know work his way into uh, into a more I guess you'd say a more elevated uh, role, even if when everybody's healthy, Jake Hansen might be a backup when yeah. it's all said and done, but a more elevated role in sort of that next man up hierarchy with uh, with how this shakes out. And yes, we don't know exactly when Bakhtiari is going to be back. We continue to see Elton Jenkins working with the rehab group as expected for an ACL that occurred in uh, in mid-November. But at some point, the Packers are hoping to be back at full strength on the offensive line, and it's going to be very interesting to see just how the, all the dominoes line up at that point. Yeah, and as you said there, it very well could be that Jake Hansen ends up as a backup, or you look at a situation like last year where you know Royce Newman comes out of nowhere after right. being in the competition at, at right tackle to, to end up being the starting guard two weeks into camp. Uh, John Runyon didn't start the opener, but then Lucas Patrick has the concussion against the Saints, and he's the left guard the rest of the season. Yeah. So you never know how the dominoes are going to fall. Just, just the fact that Hanson's getting this shot right away, again, you're looking to hold serve if you're Hanson. You're looking to tell the Packers, yes, you've drafted these guys, but, but I can handle this job too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, add wide receiver – as mentioned, Juwan Winfrey was in there with the uh, with the starting offense, and it didn't take long. I believe it was the second 11-on-11 period of practice. Winfrey was lined up, split out to the right, one-on-one -on -one against Eric Stokes, and it was clearly clearly single coverage based on the way the defense was lined up. And uh, and Aaron Rodgers gave him the go route. He uh, he took off. Eric Stokes had pretty darn good coverage yep. on the play. Um, Rodgers threw a perfect ball. Winfrey made a diving catch. Uh, really, really impressive play. And, and uh, both those players talked about it afterward in the locker room. It was a moment of Rodgers where he was sending a message to Winfrey, like, all right, you know, I, I, I trust you here. Let's get, let's get this done, right? And, uh, and it was Winfrey feeling that boost of confidence from that trust from the quarterback that all right this guy this guy's got my back he's you know and I'm gonna come through for him I thought the Al Lazard catch which we'll talk about in a minute yeah. was definitely the highlight reel of highlight reel plays of the first practice but I wrote about the fact that I, I thought the most important play if you want to talk big picture here the most important play of the first day of practice in my mind was the deep ball to Winfrey. It was, Mike, because of what it means for Jawan Winfrey. Uh, Alan Lazard, certainly that's a play that happened, and we'll talk about it in a second. Aaron Rodgers will be thinking about that in week three if that type of defensive alignment <laughs> right. works out and he needs to give his guy a chance. But ultimately, Winfrey is the type of guy that needs to make plays to make this team. And, Mike, we've seen it for two off-seasons. He, he really had that coming-out party in 2021. I would, I would put him up there as one of the MVPs. Him and Jordan Love, they had a synergy going on there. 
but then he hurts the hamstring. He isn't able to play in the preseason. Yeah, and he, it, it, it knocked him out of the out of action for an extended period of time. Yeah, if this guy is just able to get to that first preseason game in San Francisco, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, good size for the position. You know, he had a good makeup. I believe he was a sixth-round pick or somewhere around there. Yeah, sixth-round pick by the Broncos in 2019. Yeah, so it's not like this guy's just completely coming out of nowhere, but it's just a matter of if he can stay healthy and keep making the most of these opportunities. One of the reasons I wanted to delay the conversation with the receivers is because it goes back to something Aaron Rodgers said in the group huddle you were with him in. Tom Clements, the Packers quarterback's coach, longtime assistant, he's not the type of guy that's sitting there doing like dabs and like, you know, patting guys on the back. He's a pretty <laughs> stoic individual. But after that, in addition to kind of cracking a smile at a few points, giving Rodgers a fist pump, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the day that he did coming out of the gates if his receivers aren't making plays for him. And whether it was Winfrey, whether it was Romeo Dobbs and Samori Toure, two rookies that have come in, and Mike, I've said it time and time again, they have not blinked. These guys have made every opportunity that has been presented to them. And again, I'm not saying that means it's going to lead to 140 yards in the opener. Yeah. But I do, I, I've said it time and time again in that we know what it's like when a rookie doesn't go out there and make plays. When you start to get two or three weeks into camp and you really haven't noticed a guy yet, both of those guys have gotten themselves noticed since the very beginning. And going back to Alan Lazard, there really is nothing more that you can say about this guy. That catch, and you can do the blow-by-blow blow on it if you want, it reminded me so much, yes, of the Antonio Freeman. that He's going to the ground. The he, he did what play the, 22 years ago? Yeah, the yeah. ball kind of kicks off his leg, and it ends up in his hands. But more and more that I see on Lazard, the comp that I start drawing is Jordy Nelson because the way that he can utilize his body and contort himself and make the point, the, the, the catch at the high point, that I think is ultimately what his real hidden strength is. And I think you're going to see more of it this season with more targets. Alan Lazard is a professional football player. He's been a guy that has been a stud since high school. And for whatever reason that led to him being an undrafted free agent three years ago, this guy I think has steadily proven that, you know what, everything I did at Iowa State, everything I did back in Urbandale, this can translate to the National Football League, and Aaron Rodgers certainly has trusted him. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Yeah, the uh, um, the deep ball to Lazard was uh, it, it really was quite a highlight. I mean, it was it was essentially almost like a jump ball deep yeah. down the middle of the field. It was Lazard against Adrian Amos, and Amos was in as good a position as you could could be as as a safety trying to guard against a deep ball like that. And but obviously Lazard is six foot five. 
he was able to out jump him to make the first contact with the ball. And then in kind of the, the, uh, the jockeying and the fighting and the ball being deflected and everything, it eventually deflected off of, uh, off of Lazard's leg. And then he was still able to grab it. That's soccer as background was, as he was, uh, as he was falling to the ground. But here's the thing, as big a highlight as that was, and it's always fun to see a play like that, especially on the first day of practice. I thought the more, telling play perhaps with regard to Lazard and I know you know what I'm about to say here was when Aaron Rodgers got the defense to jump offside and had a free play in the 11 on 11 where'd the ball go it went right to to Alan Lazard number 13 was the guy to make the play you know just a simple you know route over the middle and whatnot but uh um, but when Rodgers had a free play his eyes were going to, to number 13 there I thought that was uh and again it's one day um, and, and I should say, to follow up also on what you said, we saw some really good moments on the first day from Amari Rogers, from Romeo Dobbs, yeah. from Samari Toure. With those guys, you're looking, okay, can they start stacking days now, right? Can they, can they put them together? Can they string together multiple good practices and, then, and work their way up instead of getting the occasional rep with Aaron Rodgers to maybe get more and more reps with Rodgers? Because those guys were catching passes from all the different quarterbacks right. on day one. But, uh, but Lazard, for him to have the day one that he had when he was gone the entire yep. offseason, was not here, did not sign his restricted free agent tender, so he wasn't even here for the mandatory minicamp because he didn't have to be. He wasn't technically under contract. He made that, you know, that was, that was his own personal decision to kind of keep his offseason to himself. And then, uh, and then the first day here, he, uh, he shows up and really balls out at, at, at Nitschke Field. I was impressed. Well, and I know so much has been made of the offseason program, not just in Green Bay, but veterans taking part through across the league. When you see Lazard come back in the shape that he's in, though, in the shape that Aaron Rodgers came back in, I mean, Mercedes Lewis, these guys put in the time. Yep. They know their bodies. They know their process. And, and I understand Matt LaFleur said it, you know, you want to have as many guys as you want during those nine weeks. You want all of them here. Uh, but I get the veteran's perspective on this. I understand the season's got a one week longer now. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 it's getting eaten more and more. You and I were figuring that out. We were trying to figure out our PTO schedule. It's not, it goes by fast. Yeah. So for Lazard, you know, to be able to come back here, be in the shape that he's in, and then play and practice to the level in which he did, I think it shows that he put his time in good use. He went back to Iowa State, worked out with his high, his college coach. I mean, just just really focused on himself here and what is going to be a critical, you know, 2022 2022 season. Yeah, no question about it. I'll take care of some sponsor business here, Wes, and then I want to get back to another point you raised earlier. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24/7. 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. All right, you mentioned the return of Tom Clements as Aaron Rodgers' position coach. And just when you thought perhaps Aaron Rodgers had exhausted all avenues for motivation, right? A guy who's entering his 18th season in the NFL. This is his 18th training camp. How does a guy like that motivate himself to go out there, you know, through, you know, we're not even to the dog days yet, but for a guy like that, it's, you know, sort of everything maybe can feel like a dog day of summer when you've been doing this for so long. 
What does Aaron Rodgers tell reporters after practice when he gets that fist bump from Tom Clements for what, what turned out to be a pretty good day for the offense on day one? And he, and he said, yeah, those, uh, those types of uh, compliments from Tom Clements can be difficult to come by. And he said, I wanted to show my old coach that I still had it, right? That yeah. he's like, hey, coach, like I can still play, right? And it was partly tongue-in-cheek, but yet in some ways not because because Rodgers does find different avenues, find different yep. ways to motivate himself, to keep his level of play even on just day one of however many days training camp is going to last here. Um, and he did, and he did have a good day. It was it was impressive what the offense did. Now that being said, Rodgers also said, "Hey, this is a darn good defense the Green Bay Packers have, and there are going to be some days in this camp during the installs, whether it's during third down or red zone or the other situational periods they do." He says, "We're going to take our lumps on offense because this defense is darn good. There are going to be days where they get the best of us," and he said, "And that's going to be good for us as well because as." as this offense is making the transition to, you know, a new receiving core, working in these guys on the offensive line who are filling in while other guys are out, dealing with that kind of adversity and kind of getting it handed to them here and there from the defense, which Rodgers does expect to happen, is going to be good for them in the long run. So the give and take here between the between this offense and this defense over the course of training camp is going to be fun to watch. Alan Lazard said it too. I mean, not only just for him, these rookies – they're going to be going up against one of the best secondaries in the National Football League for the next month. They're going to see him day in and day out. Jair Alexander is the measuring stick for cornerback play right now in this league. Uh, Rasul Douglas, I mean, what he did last year and the fact that, you know, he's already aspiring for another five, six, seven interceptions this season. And as you said, a guy like Eric Stokes that's coming as young as he is and being able to make the impact, they are going to take their lumps. I think what's most exciting for me watching this defense right now is I'm not saying you can just roll the ball out there and they're going to just dominate everything. Right. But this is the one time where in my time covering the defense and covering this team where I I went out there and I looked and when they put out their first package, especially once Dean Lowry started practicing, I, I, I was like, where's the hole? I mean, you look at it across the board with, with, you know, Quay Walker in there now too. You got to stay healthy. Guys have to perform, but it's complete. If you're playing Madden and you're trying to build out your defense, you're starting <laughs> 11. The Packers got it. And the thing that's scary about it is they got young guys behind that. I'm not talking about Devonte Wyatt right now. 10 years ago, Packers draft a, a defensive lineman in the first round. That's the story. The first day of practice. Yeah. Because they needed somebody to step up there. Colin Jenkins left. Who's going to replace him? Packers are deep, man. And, and seeing how that defense performs, and again, there will be give and take between the offense and defense throughout camp, but that unit, if they're ready week one, I, I, just, I think it's, it's a huge cliche, but the sky truly is the limit for where that group could go. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with you. And, yes, you cross your fingers – for good health and uh, and with regard to you know a young guy like Quay Walker, a guy like Devonte Wyatt, who we know is going to be in the rotation, a second year guy like Eric Stokes, you just hope that all of the uh, all of that cohesion with those younger guys and the veteran players, because that is that is quite the veteran defense when you're talking about Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Preston Smith. Yep. Devondre Campbell. I mean, there, there is there is a ton of NFL experience and quality NFL experience on that defense with a lot of young up and coming talent. 
and if it comes together right, you know, and that's what this training camp yep. is for, is all these reps the guys are going to get day after day after day on the practice field, pads or not. Um, that's where uh, you're, you're hoping it comes together from a cohesion standpoint. And then in week one, this is, this is going to be the unit that is, that is ready to roll from the get-go. And look at the player acquisition phase of this, right? Eric Stokes shows you why the draft matters, why it matters to hit on your first-round draft picks. Chris Barnes shows you why it's great to find undrafted rookies, the diamonds in the rough, the guys that got passed up 256 times but still were there and that can prove to be real capable NFL talent. It shows you why unrestricted free agency matters when you look at a guy like, you know, Jaron Reed coming in, Adrian Amos on the back end, Preston Smith on the edge. And more importantly, as we've talked about time and time again now, why street free agency matters. Yeah. Why when a guy like Rasul Douglas comes in, what he can do. Devondre Campbell being still out there in June why those guys are being brought in. The Packers built that defense. It wasn't one specific thing. They didn't buy it. They didn't draft it. They didn't claim it off waivers. It was a sum of the whole. Yeah. And I think that's why the ceiling and why when you get all of that to come into alignment, why the potential is so great. Yeah. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com slash iheart that's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Well, one other topic to touch on before we go, because I know a lot of fans are, are curious, concerned, whatnot, with what's going on. We did get an update on uh, David Bakhtiari, the five-time All-Pro left tackle, Brian Gutekunst, before the first practice on Wednesday was asked about him. Um, a couple of key things that he said. Uh, one, he was asked whether um, he had any concerns that Bakhtiari could eventually get back to his all-pro level, and he said no, even as long as this layoff has been and whatnot. He has all the confidence in the world that Bakhtiari will eventually get there. But the reason that this has taken so long is, A, Gutekunst revealed that this was not just a garden-variety ACL tear from December of 2020. This was a much more complicated injury. Um, we knew that uh, that. Bakhtiari last year had already had um, a second sort of follow-up procedure. And then Gutekunst revealed that this past offseason, Bakhtiari had yet another procedure. And then Bakhtiari spoke to reporters after practice to, uh, to add a little more clarity to the situation as well. Now, he wasn't making any predictions, not giving any timeline as far as when he's going to be back. But he said three things that I thought were really, really important. One, that he's no longer dealing with the ACL, that what's going on with the knee is, the, is other issues now. And he didn't get into the specifics, but he said the, AT, the ACL has been, has been put to bed. That's, that, that rehab, that recovery is done and over with. Two, he said, yeah, this has been a nightmare. I mean, the, 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 he had no 
obviously had no idea that uh, that he was going to get into this type of a recovery with all sorts of fits and starts and ups and downs and and that uh, that here we are um, in July of 2022 and he's not back on the practice field but then he also said with regard to his uh, his concern level for his future and he says my concern level is low um, now he's not going to predict when he's going to be back on the field but David Bakhtiari is confident that he's going to get there um, and it's just a matter of uh, as patient as everybody has had to be throughout this whole thing, the patience needs to continue because Bakhtiari's putting in the work. He plans to get back out there at some point, and we just have to wait until that day arrives. Yeah, and as Aaron Rodgers said too, I mean, you got to remember this is a guy that he wants to not just be an all-pro left tackle. He wants to be an all-pro left tackle for the next four, five, six seasons. Um, this has been frustrating. I can't imagine what has been going I, on in, I, in David's I can't, head. I can't either. To perform at the level he did, to be as durable as he was, to, to have everything come to fruition in his career. It was the beginning of a Hall of Fame career that still very well might end up in Canton. To, to have to do a full stop on that, I, I understand Packer fans can, you know, patience can be tough, but the work that he's put into this, I don't think it's, it's you can deny it. And as I wrote an inbox this week, don't count this guy out <laughs> no. don't bet against him because no i wouldn't either if he's back i mean you look at what some franchises have gone through what washington has gone through you know trying to replace trent williams some of these franchises it's the, these guys much like quarterbacks aren't just all out there it well the, the elite ones make a huge difference and as i've written as i've written multiple times in inbox as well it's one thing to be able to win games in the regular season put yourself in the playoffs and whatnot as the packers have done when Bakhtiari has been yeah. has been sidelined, it's another thing to be in the playoffs and beat the best teams in the league when you don't have your best guys. Yeah. And the Packers have the Packers have missed as as great a job as the offensive linemen, the 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 backups, the coaches, everybody has done to put the Packers in the position they've been in the last couple of years, despite all the injuries. The bottom line is not having their best guys in the biggest games has shown up. Yep. And and if the Packers are going to get where they want to go in 2022, I think David Bakhtiari needs to be a big part of it. So you cross your fingers that uh, that eventually this long nightmare for him will be in the past. And I'm not the training staff. I'm not Doc McKenzie. I don't know what those conversations are like. But if right. it was me, the only advice I give is just breathe. Just focus on this day and what's in front of you. The Packers will be better the day that number 69 is back on the field. But Absolutely. until that day, it has to fully be on David Bakhtiari making sure his body's right so that when that day comes, he's ready for it. Yeah, no question about it. With that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team of training camp. We've got all kinds of content for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. 
Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 